What is a stubborn optimist? Well, in today's crazy modern world, it can be hard to find the silver lining. And the stubborn optimist is here to help give you another outlook on life. Covering a range of different topics with a special guest each week, we seek to give you the information to formulate your own opinion and find a way to be just that little bit happier. So fill your glass up now with me, Charles Jazz Terrier, your fellow stubborn optimist. Once again, I'm joined by my technical director and friend, Jordan Roberts. And this week, we'll be talking all things motivation, drive, and goals. Now, we can only do one take, so if you fuck this up... (laughs) Ah, heck. Ah, ass. Excellent. All right. Well, do we want to like do we want to do like a sync clap or something? We can do like we can bash the mic on the table at the same time <laughs> to like sync up the audio. I mean, I mean, I like that. I think we also need some intro music, like a something like but like better than that. Yeah, but we can't do that for copyright reasons. So. What do you mean? That's that's never been used before. <laughs> that's it's right off the cuff. It's, it's completely original. What? what, so yeah, what we, are can, you talking uh, about? we can do like a little tradition. Like Things to like get, get themselves in the go to Chin Chin, yeah. Chin Chin, and we, we knock and then we sit down and eat overpriced dumplings for about three hours. <laughs> yeah. But it's like four dumplings yes, for yes, $35, so yes, and then yes. you yeah. do a sampling plate, oh. and you don't actually get to sample anything, you just sample the money coming out of your pocket. <laughs> chin Chin, come, come see us today. Wait half an hour to yeah. spend $200 on three plates, yes. It's about the experience. I love the dining. I love Chin Chin. Please don't. Please don't ban me from that restaurant. It's okay. I know a guy. I swear... Just just a guy. He doesn't work at Chin Chin. <laughs> I just know a guy. I swear people that are connected can get bookings at Chin Chin. Yes, you can. Because I saw Health Minister Greg Hunt just walk in there one time when there was this massive line. Well, he is the Health Minister of Victoria. He Greg was Environmental Hunt. Minister Wait, at that time. Oh, well, how do- dare he? For the Liberal base. They're not doing a great job. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't even started well, and we're well dissing out. Definitely we should do a, a cheese mm. situation. All right. H- how about this? Well... Welcome to the Stubborn Optimist, guys. It is episode one of... I, mean, I feel like that, that should have been better than like one, but you know. Um, is it zero? Because it's a it's pilot? It's zero. It's a pilot. But you know, pilots oh, yeah. still go to wear. So technically, it's one, but it's also zero. You know what? It can be whatever you want. It's it's, it's non-binary. <laughs> it's it's one double O one 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 double O triple O one one O. All right, that's in the that's in the descriptor. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to episode and so on. Um, but on that note, cheers, Jordan. Cheers. And this that will be very annoying for all our listeners. Yeah, no and an audio tech somewhere just winced. Just, oh, not the not the equipment. <laughs> the compressor's just like. <laughs> what are we here to discuss, Charles, uh, Charlie? Well, we're here to discuss many a thing, Jordan. I mean, I think. This week in particular, I mean, yes, we are now branching out into a new territory with this podcast. You know, with the stubborn optimist, um, we're dealing with, you know, another way to kind of approach life. Another way to it sounds very, you know, wanky and very yeah. new age and boo. Today we're going to be talking chic. about crystals. Yeah, today I want to talk to you about <laughs> essential oils. They're essential. Somebody's um, just zoned in. Yeah, and like, oh my god, lavender. <laughs> but no, um, but yeah, you know, to to be serious for a moment because I don't do that enough <laughs> in my real life. Um, no, we're we're talking about trying to find positives in situations which can be inherently negative, challenging times. Another way to sort of look at your life and. You know, you do good work and you have good experiences when you're coming from a healthy or a positive mindset and a good place in your life and you're happy. Yeah, and I feel like now, especially with everything that's going on, we Mm. won't dive into sort of what's happening in the world right now. So it remains sort of... So this is a bit more all-encompassing, but yeah. there is a lot happening, mm. a lot that's happened in 2020, and a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of things out of people's control. Yeah, it's happening, and you begin to wonder sort of what you can control in a way. Exactly. And you know, in the mm. end, there's only mm. really one thing that you can control, and that's yeah yourself. Yeah, and I think that's exactly right. I think if we do <coughs> get stuck into everything that's kind of going on in the world at the moment, we will lose the point um, of 
what we're trying to tackle here and discuss. Yeah. And I mean, like, I'm ready to get into a debate. I'll flip this table <laughs> in, like, two seconds. I want to fight for the sake of fighting, yeah, which I feel like is what a lot of the world is kind of dealing with at the moment. People have been cooped up inside for too long and, oh, yeah. you know, um, everyone's a little bit at their wit's end. Yeah, everybody's um, dealt with themselves a bit a bit too much. Yeah, people are like, I've been alone with my thoughts for too long. <laughs> um, but I think, again, this idea of the stubborn optimist, it's not going, oh, I'll just never have a bad thought again in my life. I'll never have a difficult time. It's not that. It is going, sometimes you're not going to be okay. Sometimes life's going to be hard. And I don't want to take away from anyone's experience of that. You know, you have a bad day. You have a bad day. But it doesn't mean it has to be the end of the world. It doesn't mean that that has to carry through into the next day or even into your evening because there could be positives to take out of it or there could be lessons to take out of it. And yeah. that's more what that stubborn optimist is looking at. How can I how can I make something of this less than ideal situation or yeah, event? Yeah, it's more about learning how to, I guess, to use the metaphor of like an engine, like how to turn it on or when to turn it on yeah. and how yeah. to maintain it as well. Like yeah. You as... A machine, in a way, sort of needs you know care and maintenance at yeah. certain points, and mm. it's just sort of like what to do at what times, and to exactly. pick up on the signs of like I'm n- I'm not a car person, but mm. it's just like realizing when the check engine light. I is understand on. what an internal combustion engine does. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my uh, anger. Pistons. <laughs> yeah. Today on ah, the podcast, my legs are like pistons, which is a good analogy. Um, if they don't work, you don't go anywhere. <laughs> um, uh, I know what a piston looks like, but I could not for the life of you tell yes. what it does. Just I know they're spins. big. I know they're big in Detroit. Hashtag NBA. <laughs> Hashtag. God damn. God damn. How did we get here so God fast? damn. Yeah, yeah. We. Um, the but, Detroit Motor Industry yeah, was born in 1919 by General Ford, um, but not Gerald Ford, former president of the United <laughs> States of America history uh we're australian too so why do we know but no um you know i think again delving into that with the stubborn optimist also wants to look at what we don't talk about so the very sort of important um everyday you know conversations that people avoid uh things like you know grief and family and relationships and motivation which is what we're going to be talking about today goal setting um you know, ideologies, all that sort of stuff. We're not here to denigrate anyone for having a particular belief or, you know, um, having a particular way of life. We're just trying to give people another alternative or option and they can choose to use it, reject it, accept it. um, We're just here to discuss it, not even even lecture or teach people on it. It's just an open discussion with people that are interested in kind of learning more about themselves. And this was... Born out of conversations that you and I had obviously had um, and uh, some experiences that I've had throughout my life, as I'm sure you've had, but also in the last sort of year and a half of really kind of taking a step back from my own life and taking stock and going, right, what am I happy with? What am I not happy with? And how can I actually better myself? You know, where am I? Where do I feel I'm lacking? I might not be lacking, but where do I feel that I am? Yeah. Or what are the beliefs that I hold about myself that actually aren't true or that don't serve me in a yeah, positive and way? Then figuring out what you want to change and then sometimes figuring out why you want to change that. Yeah. And then even looking into that, you decide, mm. like, you become more happy. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of people, especially with their physical appearance or their mm. careers and things like that, they decide that they need to be more fit or need to make more money. Yeah. And the motivation behind that is flawed and then mm. they get that goal mm. and then they're not happy so exactly it's a, it's, it's a sort of two-pronged approach of mm. being like oh like what goals do you want to set and yeah. uh, why do you want to set them what's the yeah exactly i mean i think it that also really ties into this kind of um idea or this this culture that we have in western society at the moment which is and i was i was watching this kind of really interesting video the other day it was about uh, tragedy and comedy and it was talking about Bo Burnham and people like um, Dave Chappelle and all these amazing comedians whose kind of greatest work has been born out of the difficulties and the experiences they've had in their own life dealing with mm. themselves and everything and this idea was that um, entertainment and stand-up comedy and kind of this culture of 
uh, wanting an audience is a very Western thing. You know, like Eastern um, methodologies and Eastern ideas of, of culture is more like being more true to yourself, more authentic, yeah. more kind of how can I be the best version of me? You know, Buddhism, the journey within, Taoism, all this sort of stuff. Yeah, Western civilization is just like, what's your individual selling point? Yeah, like, what yeah. Is, you know? What makes you stand out? How do I get more followers? Yeah, how, do how do I sell money? myself? Oh, you can do mm. that. That's cool. You should yeah. sell it. Yeah. yeah. And rather than sort of stripping back, it's actually more the layer of let me put more layers on, whether that be more layers of like things that are physical, like makeup or like clothing, the mm. brands, uh, you know, or give myself more credits, more titles. You know, I'm an Instagram. I'm an influencer. I'm an actor and a writer and a director and a musician. Yeah. I'm a banker and a real estate agent and a this and that. And it's kind of like, but who are you at your core? But, but why? Yeah, yeah. Like what is the thing that is inherently lacking? And it was Bo Burnham that actually said, you know, if you can live your life without an audience, do it. Yeah. You know, this kind of this social media age is has cultivated a great sense of connection with people, which is fantastic. It's why the self-help industry has come about so much mm. and has had such a rise. You know, before, you know, self-help was this thing of like, okay, you're sitting at home, maybe you're feeling a bit sad, and you're like, oh, okay, how can I fix it? How can I help myself? But it became a real industry when the world all kind of got connected and saw other people doing things because then yeah. that culture of comparison led to a culture it's of competitiveness, which led to a culture of lacking and... I don't feel like I'm enough because this person who's this age has been doing, and you don't yeah, know. It's just like I need to, I mm. need to move to the city. I need to move yeah. to America. I need yeah. to do this big thing. And exactly. it's like, whilst you may have had that motivation mm. before, something about seeing mm. you know, other people do from it, your hometown or someone yeah. from a similar situation mm. do it, or someone with a similar you, look, even like yeah. we stop looking at the circumstances and w like we don't look at the entire iceberg. We just look at the tip of what's yeah, above the sur yeah. surface and we go, oh, well, and if it seems like, I don't know, they've had it too easy, that generates an idea of resentment. Or if it seems like, oh, they had a really hard life too, you know, like me, and they've been successful, so so can I. And that's great. But then maybe you also see that there's been a lot of other things underneath that have helped them get to that position. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with any of those. It's just you need to be able to accept that everyone has their own journey and everyone has their own connections and luck and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, you have to be willing to go, okay, that's what it is. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, um, uh, it yeah. was, again, 50 years ago, let's say we weren't alive, but there was, um, it was a great lesson I sort of uh, heard about recently that I took from a book I was reading. Um, I can't remember the name of it for, for the life of me now the bible the <laughs> oh the book of revelations um but no they were talking about you know uh 50 years ago if you were sad or you were feeling depressed and everything and you live out in the country and you work in the fields let's say yeah. and you'll you have that moment of that sadness or that grief or discontent in your own life i can't even imagine how someone would i know like it would wash across you and you would be like ah oh, man i've feel a bit sad and maybe you'd go and talk to you know your family your partner whatever it is the reasoning would be so different maybe a friend well. yeah but you know you'd all you'd maybe just feel sad for 10 minutes or an hour or a day or something and then you'd probably go all right well i've got to get on with it you know even if you were dealing with something like a mental health issue like depression there mm -hmm. would have been this idea of all right well i've just got to go through the process of dealing with it as for now you feel that sense of competitiveness or comparing yourself or not worthy whatever yeah, unworthiness and, uh, I, I think we should clear up as well that we're mm. not talking about depression in the no. clinical sense more no. a more a depressive state yeah no no uh, that's important which is mm. because there are people that suffer from Mm. the clinical illness the exactly. chemical imbalance so we're yeah. not we're not coming from the sense no, of just like no, no. just pick yourself up off your yeah. bed straps and you'll be fine yeah and like so uh, you're sad every day just be happy one day exactly like that thing of you know if you treated mental illness the way you do a physical injury you know someone's got a broken leg and you're like yeah. get up and walk <laughs> you know they're like they can't the leg's broken you know yeah. it's that that's the same thing this is the different um, approach of I think a lot of people uh, will understand as well and it's it's good to sort of know the difference as well mm. this mm. is 
when you're lacking motivation, a lot of the time mm. you're very aware of it. There's mm. You can tell there's a justifiable list of reasons mm. that you're feeling bad and then mm. that gets all muddy and puts you into a depressive state. Yeah, like, you know, procrastination takes over. Yeah, no, um, not the not the clinical side mm, of it, no. which we are not qualified to talk no, about. No, 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 so. not, not at all. Um, because it's also unique to every individual, you know. Um, but getting back to that, to finish that that point um you know in today's culture you feel that sense of sadness or frustration or you know you feel a bit blue mm. um and uh and all of a sudden you go oh, okay well i shouldn't feel that way and so you pull out your phone and you go to your social media <laughs> or whatever it is or your instagram and suddenly you're hit with you know a fucking like news feed of like, like the oh. top hits of today and all these people being like skiing here and like you're sad yeah. everybody else is happy yeah yeah Why aren't you at bora bora yeah it's with like a bunch of models right now what's, yeah what's, it's 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 kind of like you? it's kind of like opening up <laughs> like going to the record store and all you find is the greatest hits of every single band you know yeah. you don't find that album where they kind of missed the mark you know maybe they had a couple of hits but you're like oh yeah that that wasn't a good album. It's yeah. kind of like, oh my god, twenty four top hits on this one, twelve on this one, thirteen, and mm. so you're just left going, oh, I I suck, and that just compounds the problem, and then you're kind of left in this idea of, and we all know it now too. Mm. You talk to anyone that's you know got social media or has used it in the past, and they're like, oh yeah, you know what people put out is not indicative of their real life, and yet we still go, yeah, but they're doing all that stuff, so their life's awesome, mine's bad. Yeah. Not necessarily. And I know? think... Um, and that, it, but that becomes demotivating, yeah. Yeah, and it's um, it's it's odd that you turn to that when you're in a bad mood mm. as well. And it's like, oh, I'm feeling lazy today. Mm. I Like, sometimes you can't even be bothered watching a TV show. So you're on social media and it's <laughs> yep. like, oh, I'm feeling low or something. Yeah. So I'm just going to sit here and scroll mm. through my friend's stories. Mm. And, like, and again, they're highlight reel. Mm. And then uh, obviously you feel worse. Mm. And mm. sometimes there is a way, there is certain things to be taken from that. Mm. Sometimes you can feel motivated yeah. and you'll see someone at the gym and you go, actually, yeah, yeah, I should go to the gym. And yeah. you could say that's a healthy revelation to that's have. Great, yeah. But then at the same time, it can be like, oh my God, that person's so much mm. more fit than me. I can't afford to go to mm. the gym. Mm. Like, I don't have the time. Mm. And that person seems so much happier. Yeah. They're like, they've got a better job than me, but I somehow don't have the time and they're doing more. Mm. Yeah. And I think that kind of ties into that thing of um, inaction versus action. You know, like, let's say you see someone at the gym or out and you're like, wow, they seem really fit or something, or someone close to you that is doing something you really want to do. And there really is, like, um, there's a multitude of ways you can react to that. But at its core, you either go, oh, I really want to do that, and you do it, or you go, oh, I really want to do that, and you don't. And it's okay whichever one you choose, but I think what's interesting is if you break down why you feel that way yeah. and why you do do something or why you don't do something. If you do, you would, you know, maybe you weren't thinking about it consciously, but the impetus and the desire to do it was there. So when it happened, you went, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to go do it. Even if I don't know how, I just want to do it. And if you're kind of don't, there's that procrastination comes in and maybe that self-doubt and, and that fear and you beat yourself up. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, if I had saved more money, I could be driving that mm. cool car that that person's doing. And it accelerates yeah. as well. And it's like, oh, yeah. sure, the gym is a <clears throat> you know, simple reference, but then mm. it goes on to like following celebrities mm. and being like, oh, they're in, mm. you know, the they're in some tropical island yeah. like with all these beautiful people and oh they're mm. like driving around in sports cars and it's mm. things that aren't very achievable full stop yeah like and it's just not you know not right to compare yourself yeah you know when you're somebody that's sort of coming from a middle class background as well mm. and you're just like oh like I would love to have a good job blah blah mm. blah and it's mm. like these are people that are earning just unfathomable amounts yeah. of money and yeah. it's wrong to compare yourself to them. And yeah, and, and, and we stare at people that are at that pinnacle level and we go, I'm here, they're there, I want to go from here to there. And we and we understand there's a journey involved, but we kind of just 
we either overlook that to go, I just want the goal, and then it becomes paralyzing. I just need to win the lottery. Exactly. Or, yeah, we come up with all these ridiculous ways, like, if I just win the lottery, if I just rob a bank, yeah. or, you know. Then I'll be yeah. happy. Yeah, but it, it, it's interesting, too, because, you know, looking at that, um, it, it, it is this kind of, like, what is motivation? Yeah. You know, like, it's it's a lot of different things, you know, like, it's a noun, it's a, it's a thing. Uh, it's a verb. It's something you can do to motivate someone. It's an adjective. I yeah. feel motivated, you know? So, and, and this is something you know, I put down in the notes, but like, okay, so then how do you create it? Okay. Because like, it's the opposite to laziness. You know, if you feel lazy, you don't want to do anything. If you want to do lots of things, you feel motivated, you feel energized, you yeah. know, much like caring is the opposite to apathy and like being apathetic. And they really go hand in hand. When you're motivated, you're working towards a goal. Motivation doesn't just yeah. exist in this weird kind of thing. Like you just wake up and you're like, I'm so motivated today yeah. to do, I don't know what. Here it's, we go. Yeah, it's, it's task and it's goal oriented. And I think what also happens is people can get that impetus, that thing that happens that makes them go, oh yeah, I want to do it. Mm. But then what happens is motivation is finite. You know, it only yeah. it's it's designed to it's like the you know Fast and the Furious. You're driving the car and you need that hit of nos. You know, <laughs> Vin Diesel always hits it right at the right time. He's like, ah, oh, I'm oh no, I'm about I to, to lose. I need to jump between yeah. these buildings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but he's in this very cool Vin Diesel way of like, all right, all right, I got it. It's nos time. Yeah, yeah, right. And then Paul Walker's like, yeah, I've done it. And then he just gets overtaken. You're like, oh, you know. But yeah, this thing of like. It's it, it's the it's the emotional <laughs> equivalent of NOS. Or a Vin Diesel. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I hate to reveal something, yeah. but I've never seen a Fast and Furious film. You know what? I'm not I'm not even going to judge you for that. I think that's fine. But <laughs> I think if anything, I respect you more. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's interesting because, like, it is that sort of thing. And what is? Oh God, it's so punny now too that we've made that reference. Because what is the thing that underlines motivation? What is the thing that gets you to do it even when you don't want to? It's drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's. So bad, but it's true. Two people involved in the arts. Like, how many times have we referenced cars? Like, I know nothing. We know so much. Um, we drive race cars. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's this thing of drive. You have a goal, and you know, it it comes back to what David Goggins says in his book, which is "Can't Hurt Me," which I highly recommend to everyone. I would actually recommend that if you if you want to read this book, go for it. But actually, get the audio book. He sits down and he talks with his co-writer. They read the entire book and then they break it down in between the chapters or like little anecdotes and stories, and you get like an additional twelve hours worth of listening out of it. It's really amazing. And at first I was a bit like what he was talking about being like, you know, you, like you just got to get over it and do it. And I was like, oh, that sounds kind of like not the yeah, best way to approach no your life. Techniques to that. But what he's, he's not saying get over feeling sad and all this sort of stuff. He's saying, uh, and he breaks it down into it's the mental block, you know, like. Yeah, it's if, like realize that you're feeling bad yeah. and then apply yeah. these skills mm. to then get over it. And there's yeah. just like little bits yeah. In between, like the- if like if you feel motivated to get in shape, let's say, or you feel motivated to go for a run, you start running, and then you know you try. Let's say you're just trying to run five k's. Now, most people can this run five k's. Were you watching my run yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> but most people can run five k's, but they convince themselves that they can't. Yeah, in yeah, some most way. people can run five k's. That's fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because this actually also goes back to uh, another study as well, which talks about this. And what happens is people's belief is the moment it starts getting hard is, you know, either they've convinced themselves that it's too far, they're not concentrated enough, the motivation starts to wane the, or wean, wean off, um, wane, no, wane. starts to wane, wane, Bruce begins wane. to wane yeah. and wean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> begins to weenie wane. Um, <laughs> but it begins to wane as they get further and further into it, they're getting tired, their body hurts, their muscles hurt, they're out of breath, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that's what happens when you go for a run, you know. Yeah. But... That's what that's what you bought. That's yeah, the item yeah, that you're. Yeah, that's yeah. what you went. You want to get in shape? Feel like that? Exactly. Yeah. But the thing that then happens is, the mind is the first thing 
to start to cave. It's like, oh, I'm tired because it's sending messages down to the body and the body's like, yeah, we're working here. And the, and the mind's like, okay, yeah, you guys seem tired. But the thing is, the body will just keep going until it physically can't. It's the mind which will actually yeah. allow you to keep going or will stop. That's that whole thing of mind over matter. The matter will keep going until it can't. And that's what it's you really the mind pay that says for you can't. with yeah. like a personal trainer and things like exactly. that. Is Pushing to have the you person there yeah. going like, yeah. oh, you're tired? Too bad. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. And then they'll recognize and be like, oh, yeah. no, you're broken now. Yeah. And it's that's- like a life coach too. You know, yeah. they'll push you in ways, you know, not just physically, but like mentally, m- methodically, ways to, you know, get you to improve yourself, to not just turn in the B plus, you know, or like the the past grade. They'll be yeah. like, you can be the top of your class. Keep going, you know. Yeah, and this thing of what David Goggins is saying is, it, I can't remember the exact statistic, but it's in there for the people that go and listen to it. But he says, you know, the the mind will conk out, and when the when the mind actually conks out and goes, oh, I can't do it anymore. You're you've only reached forty percent of your potential, so you can actually keep going another sixty uh, oh. or, or, or percent or something uh, along those lines. And he he gives examples, you know, like he was. I think 350 pounds, something, 375 pounds. And in the space of six or eight weeks, he lost like 150 pounds or 100 pounds or something so that he could get into uh, Navy SEAL training. And then when everyone was like quitting, he just kept going. And it's that thing of like his motivation was there. But when his motivation was gone, he had the drive. He had set his sights on the goal and was like, I want to do this no matter what. And so there would be days when he'd wake up and he gives the example of, you say you live in Detroit, it's the middle of winter, you've been exercising and you get up one morning, it's 5am, it's freezing cold out and you're like, oh, I yeah. can't be bothered. Your motivation's not there, so you go back to bed. The drive, however, will make you go, no, 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 I don't care if you're sore and cold, get up and go. And that's... That's that, yeah, that's because he's developed mm. the yeah. techniques yeah. and his own sort of like life rules to yeah. go by, mm. which have been like, okay, I can recognize the mood that I'm in mm. and I can recognize how to alter that or what mindset I need to push myself yeah. into to fix that. And it's like, yeah. he probably has off days as well. Yeah. They're probably just not as off as everyone else yeah. because he'll recognize it. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the mm. first, I don't know, like uh, a lot of the time they say with like mm. addiction and things, the first yeah. step is recognizing yeah. and going yeah. like, Oh, I'm addicted. Or it's like being able to go, mm. Oh, Hey, I, um, I'm, you know, feeling depressive mm. or like mm. I'm particularly lazy today yeah. or it's like I'm unmotivated. Yeah. And then the steps kick in mm. and then what you've learned or taught yourself over that time will come in and go, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, yeah. have you been eating right? Have you slept mm. right? Blah, blah, mm. blah. But mm. I think what we should do now is um, to a point that I want to dive into, mm. sort of make it a bit, a bit straightforward is um, talking about developing motivation. Great. So yeah. it's like, I say, was going to say this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How do you I'm, actually do it? Let's take you it back know? a few years for yeah. me. I'm I've just finished an arts degree. I'm tired every day, even yeah. though I'm not working much. Mm, mm. I'm just demotivated. What mm. uh, I I know what I did to get out of it, mm. but for people listening that are in the same situation that are sort of mm. feeling like either stuck or let's troubleshoot it. Spot. Yeah, let's troubleshoot. Yeah. Like error four oh four, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Motivation. File cannot be found. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Go to the rubbish bin. (laughs) Yeah. How do you recover file? How do you push yourself into something Mm. that, uh, like, how do you do something when you don't feel like doing it? Yeah. But it's, say, like, I didn't exercise Mm. initially. Um, I think for a lot of people, there's a catalyst Mm. to self improvement. Yeah. And I think we can both say it at the same time Mm. because it's, a breakup. A breakup. Yeah. yeah. I was I, 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 hearing you say it. I'm like, of course, yes. Yeah. No, that makes sense. But for a second, I was like, I don't know what he's going to say. Yeah. Um, but that's exactly right. No, a breakup was the big catalyst for me and, you know, was, yeah. was the big catalyst for you. And it's um, like, how do you put yourself in the breakup mindset? Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Self-improvement. Yeah. All tragedies in life week. are the catalyst for things. It just happens to be breakups are something you'll suffer more often than the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, you know, um, if you're suffering the other ones, I'm really sorry yeah. for you and you're a trooper of a person. But, you know, I think, yeah, like, how do you do it? So 
without having a breakup. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. find someone, fall in love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give your heart to them and then break <laughs> it in half. Um, no. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 and I think, like, breakups are difficult for, for both sides. I think, you know, anyone that's like, you just come out of it and you're like, yeah. Like great, maybe you're not delving into the the full emotional depth of it. If you yeah. if, if you're happy, great, good on you. I but think feeling getting broken up with yeah. is especially mm. powerful because someone has gone. I don't. You're want you not anymore. enough. Yeah. You don't yeah. fill out. You yeah. don't tick these boxes. Yeah. And it, like, you can't not look at yourself and yeah. go, "What boxes do I tick? Like, yeah. who am yeah. I? What am I good at? What are my interests? Why would someone doesn't be want me anymore?" And at a core emotional level that isn't even, uh, y- you know, it strikes at such such a basic human part of us, which is I am not enough. And that is destructive for even yeah. the strongest willed person. Um, and I really want to stress that it's okay to, you know, feel that way. And it takes time. You know, it may take, I thought I was like, oh, okay, it sucks, you know, like every day. You, you, there's like you're just constantly thinking about this one person yeah. like what do I do this one person I only want this one person there's nearly 8 billion <laughs> other people on the planet but you but just I'm want this one you know one person yeah. and it's like it's yeah. because yeah you've fostered something with that person that person's yeah. gotten to know you probably better mm. than more yeah. like than 99% of, of people that you'll ever meet in your life well you've told them your secrets and they've mm. accepted you and that makes you feel like wow someone thinks I have value so when they're suddenly gone you're like ugh yeah. but they Going back to yeah. sort of that being the catalyst for mm. self-improvement yeah. it's because it causes you to look at yourself and then yeah. you go, oh, I could be fitter. I yeah. could eat better. Yeah. I could develop. Like, you fall into bad habits over time. Hobbies. And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. But I think it's a case of figuring out, getting into that mindset instead of like a lot of people do it mm. you know, when they're feeling very emotional. Mm. But if you can do that any day of the week yeah. and do it in a positive way, you'll yeah. feel so much better or you probably like you'll be more consistently Mm. achieving goals yeah and this is like i've kind of developed a framework through this you know this stubborn optimist thing of like how to get yourself into this place Mm. without needing a tragedy to do it just quickly on that relationship thing i want to recommend a book for people called getting past your breakup I know some people might be like, I don't want to read a book to get past my breakup. Like, it seems like so lame. And, and that's why she broke up with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really, really useful. It's really, it's a great book. It's, you know, there's a lot of good things in there. Even if you know all this stuff, just to hear it, because there are very simple things like the process of a breakup, especially if you're the one broken up with, has the same effect on the brain as a heroin addict weaning themselves off heroin. Ooh. That's why you can't stop thinking about them. You are literally a drug addict, yeah, but the all, drug you are desiring is oxytocin right? and dopamine. Yeah. yeah, so it's pure happiness, basically. And you're, you don't have it. And that is why you just can't see stuck in that negative headspace. So the point that, you know, uh, how do you get yourself out of this is um, it starts with, like, it, it's very hard to even think about your goals and your desires and everything. It's a conscious effort. You have to pull, like you, you don't have to pull yourself out of anything. You have to take a step to the side or a step back for a second and just forget like the, the emotional wreckage, which is your life at the moment. It's just going, how am I going to feel in six months? How am I going to feel in a year? What do I want to do? What makes me happy? And what do I want to feel like? Because yeah, people yeah. go, I want to be happy. And yeah. it's like, and I can only be happy with this person. Well, that person not being your life and that, that person that is current. Chief? Yeah, but that person's also like, you go, oh, I want to be happy and that person makes me happy. They also make you feel like shit at the moment. Yeah. Or, you know, like, and that's just an example of breakups. But it's going, okay, so how do you take stock of your life? Mm. Now, everyone's got their own way of doing this. For me, what was really useful was I love walking and I love just, like, I just think. I talk to myself as well, but, you know, I'll just walk. Well, a lot of people will say the core um, structures for building sort of a motivated day are, like, Mm. getting your sleep, Mm. eating correctly, and exercise. And it's like, we'll probably come back to those three things several thousand times. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the thing... 
for me as well was people would keep saying to me, oh, you, you, you just got to, you know, be busy, occupy yourself, go out and do things, spend time with your friends, all this sort of stuff. And I was like, no, I don't want to. I, I understand why I did it the way I did, which was I really took stock. I, I took a step back from everyone. I just wanted to be alone. I wanted to figure everything out. I would see people, but not really. I wouldn't talk to yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, doing sort of a mental stock take. And it was great, but it did prolong my suffering because I didn't feel like I had people to turn to because I was shy, embarrassed. I felt bad about myself. You know, I didn't have any real confidence in everything. And so, uh, but in that, I also realized right away for myself that I went, right, something isn't working in my life and I'm not okay with that anymore. So me taking a step back was also going, I don't know exactly what it is yet, but I'm going to give myself the time and the space to figure it out. And that's hard to do if you do crowd yourself with other activities. That's that thing of you're trying to distract yourself from the pain, which is great and you need to do sometimes. But if you if all you do is distract yourself from the pain by going out and hooking up and, or just doing other stuff to the point that you're not having any alone time, yeah. you will six months a yeah, year down the line or in a new sometime. relationship, yeah. it's gonna go bang and it's gonna you know, and this poor new person is gonna be like, What the hell's this? <laughs> you know? Um and if and conversely, if you spend too much time alone, you will just put yourself into the mind of I'm the worst person on the planet. Yeah. No one will ever love me again. So it's finding the balance, and that is where the exercise comes in, the walking, the pushing yourself, kind of exhausting yourself to the point where your mind's like, I can't think about this right now because I'm so tired. I had this thing when I was feeling particularly crampy. I, for years, had this sort of mindset about myself, um, this headspace that I'd put myself in, and it was, oh, I'm just a sleepy person. Mm. I'm, just, I'm just sort of like a tired personality, and I think... I had created for myself like my own little trap yeah. where I was like, oh, I'm just a tired person and then mm. I would get anxious. Mm. So I was constantly like sleepy and then anxious because I was sleepy all the time. Mm. And then one day I think it was a breakup or mm. no, mm. no, that's it was the result of a breakup. I was mm. left with a dog mm. essentially and a place to myself and it was just me and this dog. And I was oh, like a literal like, dog. I, I, thought literal you meant dog. Like, I thought you meant like the a, black dog of yeah, depression. There's a dog on my back. No, yeah. it was a literal black dog uh, <laughs> that, a, that I had to look life. <laughs> God damn it, dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, a metaphorical black dog as well. But the dog's name is depression. <laughs> <laughs> what, what an awful name to yeah. give a dog. <laughs> Um, but I had to, I had this responsibility now, yeah. which is another great thing yeah. to, that's a good start mm. I found was just being like, oh, you can't do anything else. You're stuck with, with that, you <laughs> which isn't yeah. saying, oh, yeah. you're feeling sad, get a dog. Yeah. It's saying if the situation comes Calls to for it, it. That you're stuck mm. with something, double down on that. Yeah. Go like, if you realize you have to fight for something, then yeah. fight for it. Yeah. And I was working. Uh, just for anybody that's listening, I work in theatre, mm. so it was uh, like long twelve-hour days, some days for bump ins, and yep. then I'll get home late. But I always had this thing, and I was mm. like, "Oh, I am, I'm the sole person that has to look yep. after this dog." So yep. it's like, so you okay, have to be home. Yeah, I might start work at six and then finish at eight p.m. Mm. Um, and so I would have to get up at four a.m. to mm. walk the dog, and then he'd be home all day. So mm. then I would get home, mm. and then while still looking after myself, I still had to walk in. Mm. And it's like in those moments of exercise, mm. I sort of like was able to switch my brain off. Mm. And as that went on, the exercise sort of get it started getting more um, stimulating, started going mm. for runs instead of walks. Mm. And mm. it was really good because I could switch my brain off. Yeah. And at that point, I wasn't distracting myself from the problem mm. and I wasn't alone either. Yeah. It's like I had a goal mm. And when like there's runners high, everybody talks about runners mm. high, but you would feel like you achieved something. Mm. And I think that was my first step to sort of being like, whoa, this mm. works. Mm. This, I, I would get home and then be more productive mm. or I would go to work and feel mm. more productive mm. because I had just completed these things mm. and my responsibility was ticked off. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, responsibility is a really great catalyst for change. Mm. 
you you give yourself the responsibility of say an animal or you know even just taking care of yourself like realizing i'm not taking care of myself i need to do that that's where you want to get yeah 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 don't get an animal please if you're feeling like this that's not the core here the the idea is treat yourself like the animal basically there's a pet shop owner being like no 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 no, 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 no." um but 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 this thing of like uh you know you've got to you have to go through the grieving process. It sucks. It hurts. You might understand everything intellectually and be like, oh, I get why X, Y, and Z didn't work and why this happened and everything. But on an emotional level, you don't get it yet. And you need to let that have its journey so that when it clicks, that is the moment where you can start to heal. And But, you know, it's like trying to run, like trying to run the 100-meter sprint, but you've got two broken legs you've got to give it time to heal yeah. and then start on the path back to competing again yeah you know and and, and so, so maybe you're in the wheelchair for yeah, the first hundred meters exactly. and somebody's exactly. pushing you because exactly. you need a you need a you little know. you need a little help in hand yeah but this other thing is like and going to this thing of when you said you would do something and then that would make you feel more motivated and you know and that kind of that responsibility would give you more Yes, you can't bank motivation on point. You can't be like, ah, I don't need yeah. that today. I'll put that in the bank and use yeah. that later. But motivation can be stacked in that yeah. sense of, you know, it's like stocks. You know, it will go up or it will go down depending on what's happening in your day. But if you don't use it, you can't take it with you. A lot of people describe it as a spiral. Yeah. Because it's like you start. You know, it, it starts somewhere. So say you're at a neutral point and mm. then, or even lower, and then you start going, oh, okay, I'll, uh, I start walking. Mm. So because I'm walking, I, uh, I get to have more social interactions. Say like mm. I go get a coffee or something, mm. or mm. I feel more awake in the morning. So yeah. that's causing me to get more stuff done mm. or I'm happier at work mm. because I'm happier at work. I'm getting more work done yeah, yeah. and I'm feeling happier when I get home because mm. I've got more work done, which mm. is making me want to do cooking or, mm. you know, work with my hobbies a bit more because yeah. I'm more awake. And yeah. because I'm doing that, I'm more tired when I go mm. to sleep. So then I get my good eight hours sleep and yeah. then that makes me want to w- get up earlier and go yeah. for longer walks. And, yeah. and that helps with, yeah. And that process getting back to a healthier mindset helps you identify what you actually want and what you actually want to do with your life, career path, personal life. Yeah. It gives you an eye, an idea of your goals in life. And, you know, I started challenging myself even like, and I did this from day one. I was like, I feel like crap. This isn't good. So it's not like, oh, you have to get to the point where you can challenge yourself. You can do it from the moment it happens. You just have to do things like find a challenge. Which inter- Don't make it reliant on other people. Like, oh, I won't text them, you know, <laughs> or like, oh, I'll, you know, go and do this with this person. Make it something you can do yourself. I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to this audiobook. I'm going to learn from this audio, and then I'm going to do another one, and then another one. And then and then I started being like, okay, I'm going to challenge myself to talk to a new person. I'm going to meet someone today. So I go to the coffee shop, and then I strike up a conversation. That's you know? a key. Like, you think that it's a comfortable right? thing to do, but yeah. it's just like not it's going not, in there yeah. with like – I've read the game and now I'm going to try to pick up no. someone at the coffee shop. No, it's no, just no. like It's just being a good person. Go that yeah. little step forward yeah. and instead of just being like, hi, latte, please. But yeah. you're like, oh, mm. hi, latte. Mm. Uh, how's your day going? Have you yeah. guys been busy? Yeah. Or, and then they start chatting. You know what then, else you find as well? That means a lot to you and it means a lot to them because you see them as a real person they see you as a real person and you can actually start to develop a relationship with them where maybe they become your coffee person or even if you never see them again for whatever reason it's just nice you feel good they feel good you're giving value to an interaction in someone's life and that's very meaningful and you know again just to kind of Go back to that thing about shout out to Elise, who was my uh, coffee person in Q and my yep. therapist after yep. a long break. Dutch yep. <laughs> Lane, just down the road in uh, Blessington Street. <laughs> what up? Um, but but you know, and yeah, and I absolutely did the same thing. That was one thing for me to get out of it—the audiobooks, all that sort of stuff. And I literally went on a fitness bender. I got into the greatest shape of my life. It's so ironic. I'm still in really good shape now. Subtle brag. Humble brag. <laughs> But, you know, I also was like, okay, now, now I've got a new goal. I want to I build on that form I had last time. Because I was still so caught up in that, even at the end of last year when I'd achieved my goal. I didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. I, I saw a self-tape, you know, I'm an actor, and I watched it the other day just to be like, oh, I remember doing that. 
I didn't even realize I had bloody abs. I was like, I had six packs <laughs> strong. It's not and enough. I was, and I was like, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I couldn't see it. It's because but of, on yeah, camera, it was just a habit. Exactly. And yeah. It's like and you I were built this habit. More focused on the journey. Yeah. Than, which is a lot of the case. A yeah. lot of people. Or like most journeys, mm. Uh, mm. that's it. The mm. goal isn't really no. It's like, not. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not all about that. It's everything leading up to that. Mm. Because it's like once you achieve the goal, yeah, you're you're on another journey. You're trying to reach another yeah. goal. Yeah, there's a great analogy which um, I've heard from a few people, but one good way was uh, this guy Mirko Grillini, who's uh, an actor, a writer, director as well. Really, just great human. Said, you know, it's like a mountaintop. You know, and uh, Larry Moss, another great teacher, also said this, you know, and so if you're at the bottom of the mountain and you're looking at the top, let's say it's Everest, and you're like, how do I get there? You know, it's, you know, and everything you want and what you believe is the pinnacle, those celebrities, whatever it is that you love and everything, whatever you're going after that are at the top, you're like, that's where I want to be. And then eventually, let's say, you know, when you get there, you get up and you're like, wow, the view's great. And then you realize there's nothing there. You can't go any higher. You can only go down. And you, after a little while, yes, the view's amazing, but it wears off. Yeah. And I know you could be like, oh, how could it ever wear off? If you had to spend every single day at the top of Mount Everest <laughs> for like 10 years, you would be like, all right, I get it. Mountains and sky. And yeah. There's a plane every now and then, you know? And, and that's it. You talk to anyone that's climbed a mountain. Yeah. No, like the discussion about the peak is, oh, it was beautiful. But yeah. it's like, the journey. oh, I, I saw a snake on the way up there yeah. or I had to like jump over mm. this, like, mm. you know, broken down tree or yeah. like it's, they will spend nine tenths of the story yeah. talking about how they got up there. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's again, the journey, mm. you know, um, that's why we also see and you know you hear about ancient cultures and like tribal cultures when they were younger you know even so in ancient rome the coming of age thing was the young boy or the young girl had to go on a journey they had to find themselves um you know parts of i think it is it Papua New Guinea or Vanuatu where they jump, where they do the um, bungee jump oh, with yeah. the vines? That's part of it. You know, ancient Rome, you had to go into the wild and you couldn't come back until you'd killed a tiger or something or like a, yeah. like a wild animal. And it's and it's not a case of... You had to go out and survive and come back and be like, I have had a journey yeah. and now I am a man or a woman. And that's it. It's that's not a it case is. of like, oh, uh, then I should never achieve goals or I should like stay on a journey. Mm. Uh, it's like when you do achieve a goal, mm. recognize it yeah. and put that feather in your cap yeah. and then obviously accept the fact that you will be moving on to mm. another goal, but mm. that's there. Because mm. a lot I, of people yeah. can get real nihilistic about it and yeah. they're like, then what's the point if exactly. I'm constantly yeah. going to be wanting something? Mm. Mm. And when you get into that depressive state of like, what's the point and going, oh, well, if we're all going to die in the end, what's the point of trying? I get that. Um, the point, like the point of life is not, look how much shit I have. You know, the point yeah. is the journey and going, what have I learned? What am I trying to do? Your motivations and everything will change over time. I think it's really important to make this note too. Um, fear and scarcity um, is is the biggest reason why people uh, do or don't do something. I know that might sound kind of strange. You'd be like, why would someone do something if they're scared of it? Because... When you're demotivated, you're, you know, you're procrastinating, you're not in that place of really having a good self-worth, the fear of failure or the fear of success will immobilize you. Yeah. And when you are in a place of you know, like a positive mindset and you're feeling good about yourself and you've kind of gone down this journey and realized, okay, I want to now do this, um, you identify a new goal or task for yourself, the fear of failure and the fear of success is exciting. It's yeah. still terrifying. You're still like, oh my God, what happens if I fail? You're like, I don't know, but I got to do it. It's a case of weaponizing that, yeah. I think, realizing it. Yeah. And like even even talking about doing a podcast, so episode one for this, like yeah. you get the butterflies and you oh. go, oh, maybe I, maybe I just shouldn't do it. Yeah. Maybe because it's safer. It's safer not to do it. Well, the, the funniest thing about this is we, what, three weeks ago, yeah. you put an Instagram story. Like, th uh, this is how this was born. <laughs> Jordan put an Instagram story up of him, like, playing guitar, like, just like, str like, plucking one note and was like, if I get one more request, I'll make a podcast. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And then two <laughs> days later, we had a meeting and we're like, all right, so what's it going to be about? Yeah. And it's a case of doubling down and yeah. recognizing and going, like, oh, that concept actually makes me a little mm. bit scared or nervous yeah. 
that probably means that I mm. should do it. Like there's a personal development yeah. in that. And it's like, you're scared for a reason because there's yeah. nothing frightening. You're not going to throw spiders yeah. at me or anything. Well, that's, that's next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, it's what the viewers asked for. Exactly. Um, exactly. But like, yeah. there's, you know, there's things to be cautious mm. about, mm. but being scared of it or recognizing mm. it was sort of just like, oh, that gives me like butterflies yeah. a bit. I'm nervous about that concept. Mm. And it's like, that's probably where the joke came from was probably yeah. just like, Oh, like, well, so one more thing and I'll make a podcast. Well, someone I, take me up on that. Yeah. Please. Yeah. And that's exactly what I like. I was so scared to just, do, I'd downloaded the anchor podcast app and all the others like last year and was, and was like, talk to people like, Oh, we should do it on football or this or that. And everyone's like, yeah, sounds great. Now no one really wants to do it. That's fine. But what I realized is no one really wanted to do it, but I didn't want to do it enough to just go out and do it on my own. And what I realized was when you put that up, I was like, oh, it might be a joke, but there's also an invitation there. Yeah. Because I think on a subconscious level, I recognize there's an opportunity here because this thing you've been wanting to do for so long, someone else is in the same <laughs> yeah, mindset. Just like, do it, you know. Um, you begin to recognize people that are yeah. in the same state. You know, and you go I, like, eh, I, you're joking, but. Yeah. Like, I'm an actor. That's one of the things I do. It's not the only thing I do. I love music. I love other things. I love directing and being creative. Acting is the career path I have chosen and what I love and what I want to do. But acting also opens me up to the ability to do all these other things like direct yeah. and write and do a podcast and make music and compose and play sports and do things that I wouldn't get to do otherwise, like travel to places. Yeah, know? there's a lot of putting yourself out on the slab or public mm. display in a way and just yeah. being like, oh, well, somebody's going to throw tomatoes at me yeah. and just, you know, yeah, and accepting that. Exactly. And, you know, this, again, this thing of like the desire to do uh, a, a podcast, before I even went, oh, I want to be an actor, I wanted to be a motivational speaker. Like this was, and I said it to a friend of mine last year and he said to me recently, he's like, yeah, remember when you said you wanted to be a motivational speaker? And I looked at him and I was like, I still want to do that. He's like, are you serious? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I just, my, my excuse or my reasoning before, you know, excuse is a hard word, but it, it's true. But like my reasoning was, oh, no one's going to want to listen to me even if I have really good things to say because I don't have a story, you know, mm. insert quotation marks around story. I didn't climb a mountain. I didn't escape a fire. I didn't, you know, survive, I don't know, falling out of a, a yeah, plane yeah. or something. And I think you, that goes you know, back to like the sort of Western that's very idea traditional, of yeah. like what's your selling point? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's the American idol. Yeah. Like you need the sub story yeah. to sell your book at airports. And, and it's like conditioned that. into you from like you're five and you're like, okay, I want to be a motivational speaker, but I have to survive, you know, this terrible thing. Well, this has been a hit so far. Yeah. We are tearing through this subject. Um, but as a result, we are going to need some more time. So I think we should continue this discussion in yeah. a uh, in a part two. What do you think, Jordan? I completely agree. Yeah. So uh, so we're going to throw it over to part two now. Part and, two. And uh, stay tuned. See you there.